You know, the best relationship that a human being can have, the best relationship that a human being, I believe, can have is a relationship with Jesus Christ. That if you have that relationship with Jesus Christ and you really understand and value that relationship with Christ, then you'll begin to live with such confidence and build successful and meaning relationships on earth with the people in your life. And if you will build that relationship with Jesus Christ first and realize your relationship with God is the most most important relationship, that's vertical. Everybody say vertical. If you have that vertical relationship, then it's natural that all your horizontal relationships will all of a sudden have incredible success in your life because then you'll love God. And when you love God, that'll be the center part of everything you do. Then the result is you'll begin to love people and you'll begin to recognize those real, genuine, authentic life-giving friendships that, that are real in our lives because so many of us have surface relationships. We have surface friendships. We, we count the number of friends of how many people that are our acquaintances on social media or following our Twitter or whatever that is, but that's not real friendships. That's relationship, but it's not real friendships. But when you really understand and your relationship vertical with God is right, and suddenly it'll begin to spread out horizontally, then you'll be able to connect to people. You'll be able to begin to network with people that will launch you into the next level of destiny that God has for your life. Look at Proverbs 13, verse 20. As I walk with the wise, I will become wise. As I walk with the wise, I will become wise. In other words, God will connect you with people that have wisdom, that have already done, have already completed what you are wanting to do in your life. Proverbs 27, verse 17. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. And the result of that is God will warn you of the wrong relationship so you won't get distracted of the destiny and the purpose that God has for your life. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 33, bad company corrupts good character. Isn't that interesting? That you can have the greatest character in the world, but if you're out there trying to just hang around with the wrong people in your life, then bad company will corrupt good character eventually. And if you understand what it's saying, God will wants to bring people into your life that will bless you. You need to get this and not burden you. You won't have to force relationships, but you begin to let God build those divine, life-giving relationships. You study the Bible. You see Elijah and Elisha. You see Jonathan and David. You see Moses and Joshua. You see Paul and Timothy. Life-giving relationships. So I'm going to ask everybody to bow their heads and close their eyes as we begin to pray. And Father, we just pray right now. We ask, Father, that you'll take our relationships and Father, that you'll take them from good to great, that they'll become stronger, they'll become healthy, Father, as we really begin to look at our relationships that you have in our life, and we begin to evaluate them, Father. And Lord, we ask that you connect us to the right people in our lives, and Father, that you'll dismiss the wrong relationships, or you'll reverse those relationships that aren't correct into the, the right standing, Father, to help elevate us to the destiny that you have for us, in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Connectology. The first thing that I can share with you as we start this new series for a couple of weeks, connectology is don't rush. You have to be strong in your relationship 
with not only God, but also yourself. You need to get that. Love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. In other words, what that scripture is telling me is not only do I have to be strong and secure in my relationship with God, but I really need to look at, at how my relationship is with me before I start entering into a relationship with another person. Am I healthy? Am I strong? Am I healed? Am I equipped to handle what God is bringing into my life? Because for me, some of the most miserable seasons in my life is I had to endure the consequences of rushing into wrong relationships. And that's what I'm saying, don't rush. Everybody say, don't rush. Yes, sometimes, yet limited, it's okay to rush. But you never need to make sudden decisions when it comes to your heart. One of the things I want to encourage you that you'll be able to begin <coughs> signing up for Family Life Fellowship small groups next week. And one of the greatest mistakes that I see people in regards to small groups is that a lot of us, all we do is join the same small groups that our friends are joining versus saying, God, what small group do you want me to join? And I really want to encourage you to look and say, God, what small group do you want me to join? And he might put you with your friends. But you know what? There might be something in a season in your life where he's trying to guide and direct you into something else. So just don't follow your friends, but really seek God for the next 7 to 14 days of, of what it is. Because see, there's God's permissible will, and he won't say that you shouldn't do that. But there's also God's perfect will. And the permissible will of God is different than the the, the, the perfect will of God of where God wants me. Because when you get into the perfect will of God, then he's ready to elevate you versus the permissive will that, you know what, you're just going to take another lap. You're just going to do life the way that you did. And so from romantic relationships to business or professional relationships, if you rush into relationships, it'll cause you to miss three things. Number one, to miss out on opportunities. When you rush into relationships... We end up getting distracted from the great opportunities that God has for us. God might have an amazing career. He might have a great vision for your life. You may have an amazing future. But when you move too quickly and committing to a relationship, whether it's a business partnership, whether it's, it's, a, it's a courting relationship, whether whatever it is, it can become a distraction from making your dreams come true. Don't miss out on the wonderful opportunities and the future open doors because you choose to rush in to a relationship because the relationship could be the wrong relationship or it could be the right relationship at the wrong time. There's a lot of different ways that it, that it all connects. It's like Chad Williams. For six years, I've been trying to get him to come to the church and working through agents. And, and then through a friendship of mine, we were able to connect. And, and all of a sudden, it's beginning to blossom into a really neat relationship. And, but the key is you can't afford to ignore God's voice in your life. The second thing about rushing into a relationship, it might cause you to miss the voice of God. The voice of God, which is the word of God, is where we receive guidance from the Lord. And if we get into a relationship and we spend more time in that relationship than, and less time in the word, we'll miss what God's wanting to say to us. And God speaks through his word. 
But if we have to get up in the morning and, and start texting and calling and, and, and whatever it is, that relationship, and, and we quit reading our word, then we'll miss the voice of God. So don't rush. Don't get distracted. Don't end up not hearing God's voice for your life. And then the third thing, you'll miss the real answer. You'll miss the real answer. Have you ever thought about it? What if you rush into the wrong relationship with the wrong person as the right person was being prepared for you. And that's in any aspect of life. In any aspect of life. I don't know about you, but I've rushed into bad relationships. And then I wonder why my life was miserable for a season, because I didn't wait on God. I rushed into relationships. In a word of wisdom, one of the nine spiritual gifts, you'll only win if you choose to wait. You'll only win in life if you choose to wait. I mean, I see it in marriages all the time. They rush into a divorce because they think they've met somebody that is their soulmate, and they never wait. They never get counsel, or they rush in to a business opportunity and, and make a contract with somebody, not and ignoring the scriptures that, that you're not to be unequally yoked. That's not just in marriage, but that's in anything in life. You only win if you choose to wait. Why? Because rushing, rushing leads to settling. Everybody say settling. Settling has everything to do with deciding to commit to less than what God wants for you. Settling has everything for you to do with you committing to less than what God wants for you. Don't do it. Don't limit yourself. Don't allow yourself to, to be so broken. Don't allow yourself to be impatient and rush into heartache. Don't be so quick. Because see, when we rush into relationships and then that relationship gets violated, then the first thing that we do is like what Paige talked about. No longer do we trust people and we build up walls. And all of a sudden, because we build up walls, we rush into a relationship we shouldn't have been in. We don't trust people. Then we miss the right relationship that we're supposed to have because we have an insecurity and we don't trust people in our life anymore and the result is we miss out possibly on God's best for our life swiftness yes is good in some instances but waiting on God for God's best concerning your relationships versus making a hasty commitment is a great idea versus a bad idea. And connectology, I want to cover some key relationships over the next couple of weeks in your life. Next week, Chad will be here. The following week, we'll talk about business and professional relationships. And we'll also talk about your spiritual relationships, which I believe are your most important relationships. And we'll talk about those. But, but today, since it's Valentine's Day, let's talk about romantic relationships. Tonight, we have a breakout. We have right now, the last I heard, 39 couples signed up for the, the marriage breakout tonight. 39 couples. And I want to encourage you, even if you haven't signed up, even if your spouse won't come, you need to come. You need to strengthen your marriage. Or if you're in a serious relationship where you're thinking about being engaged, you're thinking about it, let me tell you, it's two hours that will transform your life. Let me tell you, most of us don't do preventative maintenance before we get married or during our marriage, and then we wonder why our marriage hits the rocks because we never change the oil in our marriage. Come on, say amen. So let's talk about romantic relationships. Not everyone in this world desires to be married, but a lot of people do. 
And I believe being in a romantic relationship is wonderful, especially when it leads to a happy and blessed marriage. And I believe that marriage is one of God's greatest gifts to humans, even after salvation. And I believe that there are a lot of people in this world who want to win in their romantic relationships. And the warning is, one of the reasons romantic relationships fail is because people fail to wait for the right person. Everybody say right person. So I'm really talking to singles here a little bit more. But when you commit to a romantic relationship with the wrong person, then you're guaranteed to have the wrong experience. On the 21st of March, write this down, 21 March, 6 o'clock, I'm going to do a breakout. For any of you that are single, it's Am I Ready for Marriage? Am I Ready for Marriage? It's premarital counseling. It's all that aspect. But it's really about am I ready to mar- for marriage? Give you an example. Are you ready for marriage? That when your, 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 your mate all of a sudden starts throwing up, can you be there to wipe the sweat? Can you do that? Even in me with a weak stomach, I have to do the best that I can in those moments. And it knows that I'm ready for marriage. And, and you go through those things to look at, am I ready for marriage? Am I healed and healthy on the inside? Why not use your waiting time preparing for the right person that God has for you instead of swiping left and swiping right for the wrong relationships in your own strength? Why not? I believe your romantic relationship status will change or improve when you focus first on your relationship with God. And as you get that vertical relationship right, and you get it real, and you get it authentic, then it'll begin to spread out horizontally. What is romance when you really think about it? Romance is the feeling or excitement that's associated with love. When people are in a romantic relationship, they're in a a relationship that makes them excited about love. Everybody say love. And there's nothing want and nothing wrong with wanting to be excited about love in your life. But the best thing to do with that excitement is to prepare for your relationship to last a lifetime. That that am I ready for love? Am I ready for a romantic relationships? Am I ready to take my marriage that I'm already in into a relationship? Am I ready to take my business relationship, my personal relationships? And what is that? Simply doing a 1 Corinthians 13 verses 4 through 8 test. Love is patient. Love is kind. Am I patient? Am I kind? Love is gentle. Love does not brag. Love does not boast. Love is not long-suffering. Do I meet those qualities and those criterias of just basic God type of love in my life? What areas do I need to work on because if you're not patient then you're going to cause conflict and if you're not kind it will cause conflict but don't allow your eagerness for a romantic relationship to cause you to rush into a relationship simply because somebody looks good on the outside love is about appreciating a person for who they are on the inside and it's easy to fall in love with someone because of their good looks come on say amen Because we're natural or human. We look at that. It takes time to fall in love with someone because of who they are on the inside. 
It's not easy. I understand that. God's timing is perfect in all things, just as it concerns your romantic relationships. And what I'm saying is God doesn't want you to fall in love with a person's costume. Even though costumes are okay. You don't have to marry ugly people. I mean, it's okay. But it's not all of it. 1 John 4.1, look what it says. And this is talking about discerning false prophets, but it's really talking about that person you want to spend the rest of your life with. Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if the Spirit they have comes from God. For there are many false prophets in the world. Actors in a movie wear a costume. They play a certain role to entertain you. But the reality is they normally don't behave in real life like they do on the movies. Amen. And the same thing happens in a lot of romantic relationships. And that's why a lot of romantic relationships don't work. Conquers and ladies that 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 once they get the woman to the altar of marriage, then all of a sudden they've conquered you, and they need to be and they want to look for the next challenge. And the greatest advice that I can give you, husbands, is you didn't just conquer her at the altar of marriage, but you got to keep winning what you've won every day. Everybody say every day. The next challenge is not another woman, but it's the next challenge is how can I love my wife more? tomorrow than I did today? How can I serve her better tomorrow than I did today? What did I learn about her today that I can better take care of her tomorrow? You get two people who don't wait on God's perfect timing for their relationships. And what happens is they fall in love with each other's costumes. And the costume comes off. And suddenly they begin to see the person that they never knew behind the mask. Because you never had real conversations. You never really talked about what you needed to talk about. And it's unfortunate that many people get married ignoring God's voice. And they speedily commit to a person's costume. Instead of finding and taking time to find out who the person really is. It's simple. How, did you all, how do you celebrate Christmas? How do you celebrate birthdays? What does this look like for you? There are so many people who are hurting in relationships. All in love with the person. The person's true character. Don't allow your excitement over what you see on the outside to cause you to rush into a romantic relationship. Because if you find out the person is just wearing a costume and what's underneath that costume may become your biggest burden. And it's better to wait on God. Everybody say, wait on God. And the greatest advice that I can tell you is while you're waiting on God for your romantic relationship, be open to change. God may be preparing you to fall in love with the most unexpected person. He has an amazing way of doing that. He will bring someone to your life that you never expected at an unexpected time. 
You know, I've seen it happen a lot. And God will connect you with someone who will be everything that you've prayed for and come at the exact right time in your life. But physical attraction, yes, is important. But, but a real emotional, mental, spiritual connection is even more significant. And you need to learn as singles to trust God with your romantic relationships. You need to learn as singles to be patient and wait for him to bring the right person. Or, and, and it's not just one. I mean, there could be several different ones out there. You know, he might give you a choice in your life. And it might be during this time that God is shaping you and preparing your heart for a romance on the future. And I get it. I get, I get that you may feel lonely on Valentine's Day. And you may be worried that your current relationship isn't going to work out. But I want to encourage you with this. God's timing is flawless for your romantic experience. Don't rush it. God loves you. And God will connect you to the right person that will love you in the right way. Everybody say, so be it. The second thing that I want to talk about is in connectology is family relationships. I want to encourage you, Ephesians chapter 5 and Ephesians chapter 6. I'm not going to read them because of time, but I want to encourage you to read those over. But God gave me this prophetic word for families. Family Life Fellowship, I believe God wants to bless your family beyond measure. I believe God has a special miracle for your entire family. In his perfect timing, the release is going to take place. In 2021, where there is truly God first in the family, then the miracle will come. But God first has to be first in your life before your family will be blessed. Family is so important to God that even before there was a church, there was a family. And that's why we've adopted the concept that family life fellowship, that family always comes first after God. Because God has a special blessing for you and your family. But it takes time. Everybody say time. It takes time for that blessing to come to pass. It doesn't happen overnight. And let's be real for a moment. I wrote this question down. You may be close to God. But is your spouse, is your parent, is your children? Are all your family members close to God? Why or why not? And see, there's a real burden that we carry when we know and we're real about family members who really don't know God. I'm not talking about the ones that go to church with you, but ask yourself, do they really do they really have a, a relationship with God? When was the last time you saw them read their Bible? When was the last time you saw them pray? What, what? See, that's where you have to really get into it. And I want you to know all your prayers will be answered in God's perfect timing. First Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. This is good and pleases God, our Savior, who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. Acts chapter 16, verse 31. They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, along with everyone in your household. While you're waiting for your family to be saved, you've got to understand that no family is perfect. Amen? No family in the world is flawless. 
And when you study the Bible and you look at the lineage of Jesus, you'll see dysfunction even in Jesus' family tree. But it's interesting because the fact is that there is dysfunction in Jesus' family tree. There may be dysfunction in your family, but you don't have to be dysfunctional. You don't have to take the label and say, I'm dysfunctional because this is the way I grew up. This is what happened in my life. Whatever it is that I don't have to be dysfunctional in my life. But what you've got to realize that every family has something in its makeup that's not necessarily good. Let's be real. How many of y'all know family members argue? Say amen. How many of y'all know family members fight? Say amen. How many of y'all know family members that sometimes stop talking or even seeing each other? Come on, say amen. And after all that, God eyes family as still family. You may be waiting for your family situation to change, and I know how you feel because I feel the same way. And it's hard when you can't see a family member doing well or progressing. And yet God wants our family to prosper together. And all I can say is be excited about the truth that God is using me. Be excited about the truth that God is using you to change your family situation. And you don't want to do anything in your life to cause your family members to stumble. The Bible says flee the appearance of evil. You don't even want to cause a person to stumble. Oh, it may be permissible, but is it God's best? Is it God's best? But God wants to use you to change their perspective on life. And it's a real blessing when you get to see one of them start following Jesus. Do you realize that you can? Everybody say, I can. You can be the carrier of blessing for your family. And I believe a lot of them in this house today, listening online in the parking lot, your family is getting ready to be blessed beyond measures. Why? Because you're willing to wait on God for his best. Connectology. And I want to encourage you to keep waiting with joy. And you'll see your family transform for good. And while you're waiting on them, don't stop telling them that you love them. Don't stop communicating with them. Don't ever get so frustrated while you're waiting for God to change their lives that you decide to give up on them. Don't use this time to bash your family. Don't waste this time in a season being upset about your, your family situation. But use this time to pray for your family. Use the power of your mouth to speak life and not death, blessing and not cursing. Begin to prophesy. Call those things that are not in their lives. Say generational curses are broken. Generational blessings are being released upon my family. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We will not make the same mistakes that past generations made mistakes in our life but my family will be generationally blessed. In other words, it's very simple. Allow God to use you. Everybody say me. Allow God to use you to lead them into their promised land. 
Allow God to lead you. That means you don't drive them. You don't get behind them and drive them. But you guide them by your life. And that may be making some lifestyle changes in your life so they can see you progressing. you got to look at it. Have I plateaued in my spiritual walk? Or am I really making a difference? Am I becoming more like Christ? Are they seeing Christ in me, the hope of glory? And right now, some of you, I'm going to ask to get Gage ready to get water baptized. Perhaps you're praying for your family to be restored right now. Perhaps you're a parent who doesn't have a good relationship with your child. Or maybe you're a child who doesn't have a good relationship with your parent. Perhaps you and your spouse right now are on some troubled water. And if you're like me, if you're like me, I'm so tired of seeing so many divorces happen in the body of Christ. And if we're tired of it, then we got to get proactive about it. And we got to begin to invest into the family of God. That's what I'm saying. Your marriage, if your spouse won't come with you tonight, I know it's hard. It may be embarrassing for a moment, but to say, you know what, I'm going to go this time, and I'm going to believe they're going to come next time. If you know a marriage that's struggling or weak, then I'd encourage you to get them here. Because let me tell you, two weeks, four weeks, six weeks from now, when their marriage is exasperated and falling apart, then they'll say, Vic, man, can you put my marriage back together? And they want me to sprinkle fairy dust on it. It's not the way it works. And let me tell you something. Guys, because this is the way, this is the stereotypical pattern. I'm not going to counseling. And she's asking and asking and begging. I'm not going, I'm not going. Then you know what? Her tears dry up. She's done. And then all of a sudden, guess what? Pastor Vic, she won't go to counseling with me. You wouldn't go earlier. I'm not counseling. I'm talking not just counseling. I'm talking about preventative maintenance for your marriage. Like a marriage breakout. 39 couples can't be wrong on Valentine's Day Sunday night. And let me tell you, Trish and I, we've already talked. We're on a panel. We've already talked how we're answering questions. We're just going to share what we have. We've got some experience. Haley and Miss Linda have got a tremendous night planned for us. But it's all about family. As for me and my house, as for me and my home, we will first serve the Lord. Every head bowed, every eye closed. How does that happen? It first begins with by giving your heart to Jesus. In a moment, isn't it cool? You got to see us pray for Nayeli, send a family back into the missions field, a family up there supporting their son, about to get water baptized. But it begins with you asking Jesus into your heart. Because your family's not going to follow till you're really into this thing that's real, genuine, authentic. If 
you've never asked Jesus Christ into your heart, with every head bowed, every eye closed, this is personal. This is just vertical. Gage has already asked Jesus, so he's going to go horizontal here in a minute to show you his vertical decision. But if you need to ask Jesus into your heart, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand right now and say, that's me. You just pray a simple prayer. Say, dear Jesus, I believe you died for me. And I believe that you've taken my sins when I've asked you into my heart and you've washed them all away. And you've given me a brand new start. It's what water baptism really identifies. And if you're serious about that relation, that prayer you just prayed, I want to encourage you to fill out a connect card. There'll be people up here to pray for you at the altar. There'll be black boxes. You can drop it in. We just want to help you with next steps. But fill that out and say, you know, today I'm recommitting my life to Christ. Today I'm committing my life to Christ for the very first time. Everybody give those people a great big hand clap of praise.